Hello and welcome to another episode of Scare Traducing, the horror movie podcast for horror movie virgins. I'm Callum McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are here today with our second episode of 2023, but our first episode for a quote-unquote new release. Mm -hmm. It is talking about a film that has basically taken the culture by storm, especially horror movie culture, but also meme culture. It was talked about on SNL, they did a sketch for it. It's a new horror icon, queer icon. Um, it's a thing. This probably is gonna be like the costume for Halloween two thousand twenty three. So. It's the one to beat, certainly. Yeah, oh, definitely. So it is, of course, if you're not already guessed by the description and the title of the episode that you have <laughs> clicked on, it is Megan or M three Ga. No, it's not. It's Megan. I know it's Megan. I know it's Megan. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. I just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. A horror movie that we were both excited for? Yes. I, I know was. I was. You were, yes. Yes, you okay. said that. Yes, I was. Um, from Taylor Swift songs, like... Um, in the trailer. They get dancing to, the, to it really silly... And being a doll that I'm freaked out about dolls and all puppets kind of thing. I was so excited about this movie. And, of course, since we last did an episode, just a sort of offhand comment, nothing really to do with horror, but the Oscar nominations have come out. We like the Oscars. No big horror involvement this year. Not much of a surprise. We, we were expecting Nope to get something. I thought Nope might get something. Like sound or... I thought sound and cinematography were yeah. a possibility. But nothing. Absolutely scut all. And I'm seeing here as well, in a huge upset, a massive shock, Megan not nominated for Best New Doll. <laughs> which is a category that rarely gets discussed at the Oscars. Uh, Former but, snubs, obviously Chucky, never nominated. But the girl, the girl from Megan, the main actress, she was the one presenting the the nominations, and they made a joke about Megan and how big it is. So I'll take that as an Oscar thing, like n- n- naming this movie for the nominations. So right, I'll take that. Does anyone watch the nominations except a few of us? We were in Rome, outside the Pantheon, well, and least, I had it on my phone. At least people, like important people, were watching this. And important they were like, people. Yeah, like people that oh, I might get nominated, you know. In one of the most ancient cities in Europe, if not the world, outside one of the biggest tourist attractions they have... And um, we're both huddled around my phone, being like, what's going to get nominated for Best Live Action Short Film? I know, priority. <laughs> Priorities here. Um, so yeah, Megan not nominated. 
which is sad, but I don't even know, is it eligible or is it eligible next year? If it's eligible for next year, yeah, then, next year. then Megan is a best, that's the best picture front runner. That's all I'm going to say before I talk about the film, mm-hmm. because holy shit, wow, the culture is on fire with Megan Delight. And um, yeah, what we normally did in previous years was talk about basically only new releases if you've been following us this year, we're sort of jumping back and forth between one classic, one new release. It gives us, with the classics, obviously time to do research and, you know, how did it affect horror or whatever. And because we're only doing one new release every month, at the end of the month, it gives us a little bit of time to see how did culture reenact, eh, not reenact, eh, react is the word I'm looking for, <laughs> with the film that came out. So, Megan has been out for several weeks now. And I have got some stats, some scores, some fun facts, fun facts yes, okay. about the film. So, it has been a massive success. Let's just get that right off the bat. How big a success? Hazel, was just about to ask, but she's clearly yes, yes, I was watching to... the NFL on her phone. What happened? Did somebody score a touchdown? No, the guy intercepted the ball. The Eagles got in the ball from the 49ers. Cool. Eagles have got it back. Yes. Good for us. Anyway, um, we're not from Philadelphia, but that doesn't matter. But we like um, Rexham and the Eagles because of the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Rob so. McElhinney. Anyway, so the success of Megan. That was a detour into absolute nonsense. <laughs> the success of Megan. How successful, Gisela was about to ask. Yes, how successful there is we go. Megan? Thank you very much. It was very successful. <laughs> it had the best opening weekend for an original horror movie since Jordan Peele's Nope in July. Oh, ah, I thought it would be oh, ever, but, but okay. still, but bigger than big, Smile, yeah. bigger than, I don't know yeah, what else no, came out, yeah. Terrifier 2, what else came out towards the end of last year? Yeah, what do we know. do in the podcast? Yeah, but the, thing is, no, but the thing is, like, okay, Nope. Yeah. What was no bigger than what? Like it, chapter two. All I know is that it's the biggest opening weekend for an original project since Nope. And Nope was a big movie. So usually January is like a dumping ground. It's getting into award season, Oscar Except season. Except in the UK, because in the UK and that's all the awards. All the Oscar released. movies come out yes. in January, February. But okay, in America eh, they're they've passed it's Oscar November. season. They're just waiting for Oscars to come, and yeah. it's just it's just trash, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of popcorn filler. Mm, okay, yes, because uh, Cabin again knocking in the cabin. Yeah, knocking the cabin is coming out this week. It is coming out in the beginning Friday. of February. Yeah, but again, I don't think anyone really expects that to be it. That pe- they're hoping people are like going on dates with popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's not like a life changing experience or whatever. Anyway. So, dumping ground, Megan has made it work. Good for Megan. What else have they done? Well, not only that, Nope was R-rated in the States. Megan was PG-13. So let's not compare them. Let's go, what about if we only look at PG-13 horror films? Well, it's the biggest opening weekend for a PG-13 horror film since A Quiet Place Part 2 in May 2021. So almost two years. So there must have been some big ones... I'm, I'm assuming, like, what would it be, PG-13? I don't know. Fuck knows, because I don't use it, we don't use that rating system here, but <laughs> there must have been some big ones <laughs> yes, but... in between then and Megan. 
It is the first film to open to more than $20 million during the first weekend of January since Insidious The Last Key in January 2018. So since 2018, no other January release has opened to more than $20 million except Megan. So good, what's that, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, five years. Very well done. And it's currently made, well, when I wrote these notes, I wrote these notes about a week ago. <laughs> a week ago, so God knows what they are now, but at the time, it had made $125 million worldwide. Its budget was? Uh, two million. Way bigger than that. $12 million. Oh. Two million? I don't know. I was going low. <laughs> anyway, $12 million they spent. They made one hundred twenty-five. Well, they've certainly made more than that now. I think it comes to VOD very soon, but either way, doesn't matter. They've already smashed it. Reviews, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the critic score. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's the audience score. 72% on Metacritic. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Positive across the board. Critics, really good. audiences, people are enjoying it. It's not life-changing, but it's like, do you know what? Solid fun. Like, they have a lot of um, marketing invested on this movie. Like... I was talking to my friend in Mexico and I was like, oh, I'm going to go and see Megan. Oh, the movie oh, The Doll is out here. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, because normally Mexico and the state got... Different release dates. Don't, kind of similar, oh, similar dates. Or sometimes Mexico is, for some weird reason... Way behind. Ahead. Oh, way ahead? Yes. No. Remember the Spider-Man thing that Mexico was like released two days before? I was like, Why? Like that's so weird. Anyway, so they Spider Man big in Mexico? Yeah, I mean, my own. Spider Man! <laughs> hey, you're being racist, okay? And I'm gonna. Um, and then we went to Italy. Yeah. And it was everywhere. Like, oh, Megan here, Megan posters, there. Yeah. And the buses and posters. I think, yes, they did. It's really, counter programming. Really, really, really good on the marketing side. Uh, because. I feel like with that silly dance, there's like, it's a movie about a doll. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, Chucky. We know what Chucky is. Yeah. And, okay, Chucky's more like an aggressive, like, always swearing and speaking like this. And Chucky does get sillier as the franchise goes on, though. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So I think then you, we need to do silly. Yeah, We can't take ourselves seriously. By doing that silly dance, it took over the world with TikTok, the everything. TikTok memes and everything, like big stars doing that and dressing up and doing the dance and like, wow. And also came out at the same time that Wednesday Adams dance also yeah. was a thing. Yeah, that and, went on TikTok and everywhere. And yeah. after that, boom, Megan and everybody was doing the same. And I was like, so what perfect want- timing, like. Perfect idea about doing that silly dance and so like what, do it. What's the current generation? Is it Gen Z? Is that Gen, Gen Z right now? Yes, yeah. Gen Z. So what they want is horror characters doing silly dances, essentially. Or something to identify, like, oh, I can do that. You know? <laughs> like. So when you were a kid, you are in your room learning Britney Spears choreography. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is kids today are going to be learning Wednesday Adams and Megan choreography. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yes. I hope that is true. Because <laughs> that'd be fucking hysterical in 20 years if kids hear the Taylor Swift song, It's Nice to Have a Friend, and the thing that they think of is the Megan trailer. Yes. And not Taylor Swift global superstar. 
mm-hmm. that would be funny and I would enjoy that. So that's the success of Megan. Let's go a bit production of Megan because there are people involved in this who deserve to be talked about and we have talked about before but okay. can talk about it again. It's directed by Gerard Johnston. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know who he is. He's from New Zealand and it's his second film okay. following a horror comedy from 2014 called Housebound and it has similar review scores to Megan. So I'm interested in maybe looking into that because I really like Megan. Now, James Wan produced Megan and he also has a story credit as well. He was a fan of that film Housebound and he realised Johnston would be the perfect choice for the director because he understands how to walk the line, uh, the fine line in tone where it's scary one moment but not afraid to be dark and it's humour the next. Okay. So basically he was like, that's the guy that's doing horror comedy well. So you think of like... Uh, Edgar Wright with Shaun of the Dead or John Landis who's now super problematic but still American Werewolf in London Um, who else Ivan Reitman I think did Ghostbusters Joe Dante of course with Gremlins who's the next guy doing horror comedy well apparently it might be Gerard Johnson James Wan basically pulled him out and said he's the guy now as I said James Wan producer we've spoken about him a lot on this podcast oh yeah I love him a lot so, this is not the first time he's produced a movie centering around an evil doll. Yes, I know. Because he is involved in the Conjuring franchise. He created the Conjuring franchise. He directed the first two Conjuring movies. He's produced basically every movie in the franchise. And one of those movies is Annabelle, which begins its own spin-off franchise. Yes. To the point where The Conjuring has three films... As does Annabelle. Annabelle has her own three films. Yeah. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle the Comes Home. most successful dolls that like, probably we have. It's so weird that Annabelle comes out of The Conjuring, which is a big movie, spawns a sequel, but then spawns a spin-off, and then it has another spin-off. It has The Nun, and then it has another spin-off, The Curse of La Llorona. Mm-hmm. But also, Annabelle then moves kind of above those spin-offs where it's like it is a spin-off but it's now its own franchise Mm -hmm. like you can buy the Annabelle box set separate from the Conjuring box set universe I really like Annabelle's like three movies yeah so do I Um, I, I we disagree we've talked about this I think we even covered the Annabelle movies on the podcast way back when we first started the podcast Um, but of course, you really like the first one. I think it's fine with good moments. Oh, I really, really like it. Yes. And then I think the sequels are better. Or, well, prequel and sequel is well, how they go. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think the three of them are really, really good. I really like that trilogy of movies. Yeah, it's good fun. I, in now when we did the rewatching of Chucky, I think I like the series more than the movies. There's some movies that are we haven't watched season two of Chucky yet though. But at least season one was good. I really liked. I enjoyed it more than watching all the movies. There's some movies that are quite weak. There's other ones that are like oh, Child's Play three. Like I can take this part from this movie and like wow, like just this part alone is good. (sighs) Cast like. I don't know. It's just Chucky movies are all up and down for me. I agree. But the show is really consistent. It's really good. I really, like, enjoyed it. And what's that got to do with Annabelle, sorry? I just think, like, now Megan is coming to the equation to make, like... <laughs> it's uh, it, Because you said there's going to be a second one. That's when I... Yes, there's so Megan there's, 2.0 in 2025. Exactly. Confirmed. So I think Megan joining this 
dull universe. Of, yeah. I think it's come with, again, a lot of money for like to do all this movies and invest on like CGI or whatever they put in this doll. Is it doll actually like it's someone? It's a person. Yeah, it's, and it's the a little girl. face is makeup. I imagine the face is is ma- it's makeup, really makeup and prosthetics, and stuff yeah, like that. but it is a person. Obviously, okay. it's not a robot. <laughs> it's so good. No, no, I mean, could be like a, I don't know CGI or like a, just no a, like a person with dots in a screen and then just move. No, it's the a face. person dressed up with a with a. Okay. I think it's just a fake face over the top. Of I just think like Megan's coming with this freshness of I'm gonna be brutal to get whatever I want and so entertaining and still funny. Do you want me to get the name of who plays Megan? I know it's played by two. One's oh. the voice and one is the actress. I th- is it? I didn't know that. I think it's two people that's one that speaks like Megan and the other one that is wearing Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's two or something like that. Our Amy Donald mm-hmm. is from New Zealand. She's a child actress and dancer. And stars as the title character in 2022 horror film Megan. She is aged between 12 and 13. We don't exactly know. Jenna Davis is the voice of Megan. That's the one that went to the red carpet. Jenna Davis. Yes. How how do you know that? Because I, the name rings a bell and I saw the red carpet. The, and the red carpet. Are you talking about the one in London that had like six Megans dancing <laughs> outside it? It's how so good. How cool is that? How it's cool amazing. Is that? Like, I love it. It is fantastic. So, anyway, as I said, we talked about James Wan. He produced this. He's got a story credit on it. And he's done other stuff with dolls. What I find super interesting is that he kind of is like his own weird franchise creating machine. Mm -hmm. So, he directs Saw in 2004. That franchise is ongoing. Saw 10 is due to come out this year. He's directed Insidious in 2010. That franchise is ongoing. Insidious Fear the Dark is due out this year. He directed The Conjuring in 2013. That franchise is ongoing. The Conjuring 4 is currently in development. Mm -hmm. And also that's the highest grossing horror franchise of all time, by the way. And now he's made Megan this year. Well, he's produced Megan. Got a story credit as well, as I said. And a sequel's already in development. Like, basically everything he touches, whether he directs, writes, produces, whatever it spawns some sort of sequel or universe or expanded mythology. Good for him. He was involved in the Fast and Furious. I know it's not his, but he was involved. Aquaman he directed. Sequel coming out next year. Like, the guy just can't miss, basically. Except Lights Out, which is a movie I really liked from 2016. Do you remember Lights Out in 2016? I really like that movie. That movie he produced, he didn't direct it. It was produced by Juan, directed by David F. Sandberg. And the reason it's sort of like a weird outlier, it was a huge success. It budget was five million. It made one hundred and fifty million worldwide. A sequel was greenlit in twenty sixteen, the same year it came out, and there has been no discussion of it since. There's been no updates. Nothing. Okay. So one, the franchise master of the moment, produces this movie, huge hit. They announce a sequel and then nothing. So. Don't count your blessings about Megan 2.0 just yet is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. I but know. hopefully it will happen. And I would like a Lights Out 2. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a Lights Out 2. I know. Now it's like, I know once they announce like, yeah, there will be a sequel or like a second season or whatever. 
Now I'm not sure anymore. You know, like the thing that happened with um, Wednesday Adam. Now it's with who? Wednesday Adams. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's when- no Wednesday. It's called just Wednesday. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, and now it's like season two can be made because it was has been purchased by Amazon Prime. So, oh really? Yeah. So it's not so Netflix not making- anymore. So they can make the second one. So Why not? Because now the rights for the first one is was just from Netflix. Yeah. But something's been purchased by Amazon or by Prime, yeah, Amazon Prime. I will need to Google that. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's definitely not happening. And that's Wednesday season shit. two is not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. What? Just Googled it. Apparently, there was some anxiety about a season two of, uh-huh. uh, of Wednesday. But as of January 6th, it's been confirmed that no, Netflix will go ahead with a season oh, two. That's so good. I'm so happy because I really like it. I really like Wednesday as well. Really, Best thing really Tim Burton's done in years. Oh, so good. I really, And I love Jane Ortega. Of so. course. She's the star on the rise. Now, forgetting James Wan, forgetting All these Jenna people Ortega, being involved in stuff. But there's one other person who's key to being involved in um, Megan, which is... Screenwriter Akela Cooper, who is the queen of horror right now, basically. This is her third screenplay. She wrote Hellfest in 2018. Haven't seen it. Don't know anything about it. Apparently it's quite good, but I haven't seen it. 2021, she wrote Malignant, my favourite film of last year. And just for three films, as already a queen of horror. And then she writes Megan this year. And then she is going to write The Nun 2, which is scheduled for this year. Oh, can she and save The Nun? Megan 2.0. She's ske- she's currently scheduled to write that as well. Mm. In 2021, Variety listed her as part of their 10 screenwriters to watch. And um, yeah, with those films, she seemed to have sort of carved out like a little space as sort of James Wan's go-to screenwriter. Malignant, sadly, doesn't look like it's going to get a sequel because it was not a box office success. Talked about the success of Megan. Well... Take that twelve million budget, bump it up to forty million from Malignant, yeah. and take that one hundred twenty-five million made worldwide, and ram, ram it right down to about thirty-five million or something. Like Malignant did not make money, so doesn't look like Gabriel. But imagine we got Gabriel versus Megan. Like I would watch that movie in a Can't heartbeat. Stop it. Gabriel versus Megan versus Chucky <laughs> versus Annabelle. <laughs> It's kind of like the... What was that movie? Predator versus... Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. Or Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Like exactly. Kind of Bring story. it back. Megan versus Chucky. Did you, did you ever watch those movies? Yeah. When I was younger. Did they make sense? Like, why this universe right. are, like... I have never seen any Nightmare on Elm Street film. Mm-hmm. And I have only seen one Freddy the 13th film, which I watched for the first time last year. Okay. I've seen Freddy versus Jason when I was about, like, 12. Okay. I wasn't really interested in how they managed to connect the universes because I knew <laughs> fuck all about the universes. You were 12. Alien yeah. vs. Predator. I had seen Predator 1 at the time. I don't think I'd seen an Alien movie when I first saw Alien vs. Predator. They connect the franchises by saying that the Predators bred the aliens as like training. Like oh. the ultimate weapon. But we will fight it as like that's our training. We we're gonna train up against the best, and only the best will survive. Um, as far as I'm aware, they're not canon for either franchise. Like both franchises, like nah, it was a weird crossover thing. Like okay. just ignore it. Yeah. 
Freddy vs. Jason. I'm at some point I'm gonna watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street films and all the Friday the thirteenth films and then I'll watch Freddy vs. Jason and figure out how how does it connect? I feel like they could do like Megan versus Chucky. Megan versus Chucky would be great. Yes, that because Chucky will be so aggressive, like, what are you doing, you stupid bitch? And Megan, I don't understand. You're being rude, you know? <laughs> you have to die. And then shut up, bitch. And oh, will be great. I think it would be good. The problem is Chucky is now a TV property. Mm. Because Chucky gets remade child's play gets remade in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and weirdly that movie is similar to megan as in they take the whole killer doll idea but instead of it being about a serial killer whose soul vo- goes into a doll via voodoo they just say like what if it's an ai doll and the 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 security things are turned off and the yeah. doll can just learn and keep doing whatever yeah, it wants yeah, yeah. That is essentially what Megan is, but everybody hates that child play. They're just like, you're... I liked it. I thought it was quite good, but I agree. It's, it doesn't feel like Chucky. Yeah, because we know Chucky is this aggressive thing that, like, it, it's a person trapped in a in, in a, a body. dull body that he actually hating wants to get rid of it. Yeah, and then obviously with Bride of Chucky, he's got like a weird sexual relationship with a woman who also ends up in a doll, and then they have kids and. It it's becomes this so weird, weird soap yeah. opera thing, which I think suits TV better. Now, I haven't seen season two yet, so I don't know. But season one, I thought was really good. That's so same. that's the problem is I don't know how you get Chucky back to the big screen because they already did it with 2019. And I think they even announced a sequel to that movie at the time. Mm-hmm, okay. But then because Don Mancini was not involved, he created Chucky and he was not like happy with them. Like He was like, I don't want them to remake it. Mm-hmm. I'm not involved. Fans kind of took against it because they were like, well, it's not his vision. He's still alive. Why don't you let him make Chucky? Yeah. And then it does okay, but it doesn't do great. And then while they announced the sequel, he's like, I've got my Chucky franchise. It's going to TV. And that that, starts up. That's a hit. And so this old other Chucky with like Aubrey Plaza and Mark Hamill, who does the voice, sort of just fades into the background and everybody forgets about it. But what I'm saying is that idea is basically replicated here in Megan but in a much campier way mm-hmm. and everybody just loves it everybody just accepted it as if like wow how original or how fun and you're like wait you hated this two years I ago know. but um Megan is better than the 2019 child's play like let's let's not make no bones about it it is yeah I'm just saying the idea isn't anything new and the idea was it's basically the same that horror fans thing, were yeah. not positive about two years ago and now are fucking all over Anyway, anyway, let's get to the film itself, because... Okay, so you want to talk, talk plot? Well, yeah, my notes are all over the place, but, like, my next notes were going to be the marketing, TikTok, Taylor Swift, and the dancing thing, I but we've already, already talked already about talked. it. Exactly, so skip, skip, so skip. So why you, why you are reading your notes and why you mention it? You because, don't need to. Uh, well, I can always cut them out. Yes, please. So, plot. How wild this movie is, is... An absolute delight. The movie opens. Do you remember how it opens? One huge oh my fucking God. joke. It was so great. Which is one thing that really annoys me that people just say you can't do in horror or if you're going to do it in horror you need to put like like trigger warnings but you already get trigger warnings at the start of the movie where it says it's going to deal with sexual assault and this, that, the next mm-hmm. or whatever. It tells you what's in the movie but people, the big thing is there's a website or something called when does the dog or does the dog die or something like that and basically people are like 
I want to know, go before going into the movie, does the dog die? And if so, when? And you're like, spoilers and spoilers, but for some reason people can't take this, even <laughs> though they'll see bloodshed of fucking children and like mother. Is there a website for does the baby die? Mother train spotting? Like, is there, do we have that website? No, but does the dog die? We have that one. Anyway, Megan opens with a video a cartoon video about how your dog yes how your dog is going to die <laughs> it's a, a laughy jokey thing like you've got a pet you love a pet and your pet's not going to live as long as you <laughs> and you're like what it's the an fuck ad. it's an ad it's an ad for selling these like little AI kind of like Furbies yeah but like artificially intelligent Furbies yeah. that can learn and, and talk to you or whatever and like these pet have these pets because they'll live as long as you yeah. And immediately I was just like, this is a delight because this is the most ridiculous way you can open a horror film. <laughs> just reminding people, by the way, your dog gonna die and it's a joke. It's so mean. It's so mean, but it's so fucking funny. I love it. It's revealed that in this, uh, this ad is being played on like an iPad. A little girl is watching it. Her name is Katie. She is played by... Violet McGraw, who you might recognise as being a... She was one of the kids in The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah, the the little one. Yeah, well, obviously, she's fucking tiny, like, I don't know. You know, I mean, in the, the, in the show, is the little one, the tiniest, the youngest. The youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah Wait, I is know. there not a wee boy? There's a wee boy with glasses in that show as well. She's younger than him. They're though, twins, no? Are they twins? I can't remember. Anyway, it's yeah, I know years. who you mean. That's why I recognise her. Yes. Okay, okay. And anyway, we'll get to the other person in a minute. Mm. She is watching this ad on an iPad. She's going on holiday with her parents. They're driving through the snow. They're a bit lost. And they're involved in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Boom. Both parents are dead. She survives. So we've, we, we've killed off parents and t- sang a happy song about how your dog's going to die within about four minutes. <laughs> This movie is bafflingly off the rails. Love it. She survives and she has to go live with her aunt, Gemma, who is like a robo-technician person at a toy company. She develops these toys that we just watched the advert for and they are developing something new. That's what they're trying to do. Like, what's the better toy that we can have that will interact with kids or whatever? Now, Gemma, Aunt Gemma, is played by Alison Williams, who you might recognise from... Please tell me you recognise her. I do recognise her. I can't remember from where. She is Daniel Kaluuya's girlfriend in... <gasps> oh, Get Out! Get Out! That's yes! true! She's also, I believe, in... Um, ah, yeah, The Perfection. I've seen that. You haven't. No. It's eh, It's okay. There's some good stuff in it. But yeah, Get Out is the big one. That was, I knew I recognised her. Like, I mean, I was like, I've seen you. Yeah. But I couldn't remember which movie. And obviously she announced the Oscars this year alongside yes. um, Riz Ahmed. Anyway, nothing to do with this movie. But anyway, she takes in her niece, Katie, and they don't really get along. Like Katie's grieving for her parents. She feels a bit lonely, lost. She's not really got any friends in this new place. And it's a Gemma, bit traumatic And Gemma thing. basically doesn't know how to deal with childs. Like, yeah, she, she, doesn't has, want it. she didn't want a kid. Yeah, she basically, like her life is just focused on working and herself mm-hmm. and sadly she has a kid that doesn't know what to do or what like how to like react or adapt herself to her or how to try to make her happy because she's basically responsible now for this kid yeah and- it's a responsibility she never asked for now she feels slightly guilty when it's asked like you know 
if you want the her grandparents from the father's side, because because Gemma is Katie's mother's sister, like aunt from the mother's side, the grandparents from the father's side have said they will look after her in Florida. Um, she's not really too keen on the idea, I think, because it just feels like, you know, you don't want a kid growing up with grandparents. I don't know if there's, I don't know if why, I can't really remember, it's been a few weeks since I've seen it, what the reason is she's not too keen on the idea. But I feel like it's something to do with, she's a young kid, they're old, they're grandparents, I'm more a mum's age. Yeah. Like, we can kind of do fun stuff, but also it's not something I ask for in my life and there's this weird tension. So she decides, I'm going to find her a friend and I know her friend could be this fucking insanely unbelievable, magnificent AI of the future doll called Megan, um, who their boss initially said scrap that because we can't spend money on this project Mm -hmm. they built it in secret and she's like this can be your friend this doll you and you can be the test subject like we're going to use this to prove that this doll works that it helps children learn that it helps them with communication skills and that it will have a part in um, selling toys for our company like you know it works commercially and it works personally and that's sort of how Megan is brought into their life, this doll. Um, now, Megan quickly becomes very, very friendly with Katie. They do dances together. They talk about how eating vegetables is important or whatever. Teacher, protector. And the next door neighbour has this dog. Yes, the dog. And the dog is barking all night. It's a little bit too aggressive. There's a hole in the fence. It doesn't really know its own boundaries. It keeps coming into their garden. The dog. I think it, the girls are playing and, and then the ball goes... Goes into the... The girls the, being Katie and Megan the robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the girls. Um, so Megan tries to get the ball and... Goes from the other garden. Way, yeah, from the other garden, but through the fence. And she grabs the ball and the dog grabs her... Attacks Megan. Yes. And something burns in the brain or whatever. Some computer wires get stuff, crossed. Yeah. And that's when things start getting... Megan basically decides, I've had enough of this fucking dog. Yeah. And Megan, later on that evening, kills the dog. So we've had sounds about dogs. Then we've had dog actual dying and and being murdered by this doll. And at the same time, you're hootering and hollering and being like, yes, Queen Megan. (laughs) Like It's so weird. It's so good. It's so weird, it is. The owner of the dog is this rabbity old lady that nobody really likes and she's really annoying. She's convinced that somehow this house had something to do with her dog going missing. Was it Katie? Was it Gemma? Was it Meg? What the fuck's going on? And Megan ends up murdering her as well. (laughs) Yes. Now, the murder scenes aren't as bloody as you want them to be, mainly due to the age rating. But... There are kill sequences in there, including not just killing of a dog. A kid. The killing of a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you see in, in this sequence, you see how Mega rips the ear. Rips his ear off. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And that's when also we see Mega running like a wild animal. Like On all four. fours. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so, really creepy. This is like a day camp day out. For, for, for kids at school. Katie wants to bring Megan. She's not allowed. It's for kids. You know, you need to 
get over this doll. Like, it, she's become a bit too clingy with the doll. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I won't go without the doll. Okay, you can take the doll, but the doll has to sit with all the other toys. Because it is a toy. It's AI, but it is a toy. And then that's what happens. And as she goes off without the doll, this kid sort of bullies her. Mm-hmm. And Megan notices these things. She's just sitting there, but she's not turned off. She's aware. She notices this bullying going on where the adults can't see them because they're in the woods. And she decides, I'm going to get my own back at this boy. And she attacks the boy, rips his ear off, (laughs) chases him through the woods to the point where he is running and he trips over, falls down a little, not a cliff, but like a little hill thing, right out onto a main road, and he is slammed head on by a car passing. Boom, boy is dead. Now, the police initially treat it as an accident. Like, ah, he tripped, fell, and he's not down, it falls straight onto a main road. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a bit of negligence negligence from whoever's in charge of the camp. The camp, yeah. But it's not really a crime until they were like, wait a minute, his ear was ripped off and it was found like fucking 20 metres up the road. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, this isn't right. And that's when they begin to investigate and then it ties itself back to the dog and the dog's owner and... Yeah, things just start to get Jim, a little bit odd and a little bit narrow in their focus. Yeah, Gemma is still realizing, like, I think it's a doll. And, try and she to, keeps trying to turn Megan off. And try to access to her files. And it's like, oh, okay, there's some files. But then notice that there's some camera times that they were deleted. And then mm-hmm. suddenly she cannot access anymore. And it's like, and then Megan is behind her, like, what are you doing? Turn yes. off, turn off, turn off. And she just, like, she won't turn it off. And turn it off, like basically grab her over, like with a plastic and take her to the lab to like, and say to her team, there's something wrong with Megan. Correct. Like, something is happening. We need to turn her off. But at the same time, like the company that she works for, they want to launch her as like the next big toy that there's the only one friend that you're going to need, the only toy that you need to buy and it's super expensive. But it'll be the only toy you need to exactly. buy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And she's like, we need to, like... We can't do the launch. Yeah, we, we just need to cancel all this, but, like, I don't know, do whatever. I'm going to start spending time with my niece because, yes, I was full and I didn't think about the whole thing. Anyway, and here's when it goes crazy. This is when they basically... Does she dump Megan off at the, the, the lab? Yes, in plastic. And then they, like, pull her into this... Um, they put her in like a kind of like I don't know I don't know how to describe this thing, you know like she's tied up right everything ah uh, yes and then the people go to and they have to undo all the wires and all yes. the stuff in the back of their brain and because the computers mm-hmm. aren't stop working and they think Megan is still connected to all these wires yeah, yeah, yeah. she's trying to get oh because she makes a phone call to Gemma. Through her friend's phone. Yes. And it's like, oh my God, it was Megan. Megan mm-hmm. is trying to do some quite shitty stuff around here. And it's like, okay, we need to disconnect her. And then... But they have to get up close and personal yes. to disconnect. And when they do that, Megan kind of... Does she free her... She, I don't know if she frees herself from the chains, but somehow... Again, it's been a few weeks since I've seen it. It ends up that she's free from the chains and the guy is... He's got them wrapped around his neck yeah. and he's, he's hanging... Um, and there's an explosion. This is this is all in the lab where they're yeah. trying to launch this toy. <laughs> <laughs> while this is happening in the lab, 
there's a lot of people arriving for the lounge. So there, like, yeah, the, the press, thing. there's kids, there's yeah. news media, and Megan's just going buck wild in the back. And here's when Killing had, everyone. I, I, which song it is, because it's not the Taylor Swift one. It's not the Taylor Swift song from the trailer. No. I can't remember what the song is, but she, that's when she does the dance, when she, when she the kills dance everyone with the dance. killing people. Yeah. Oh, great sequence. But we also know that there is a member of staff in this company who has copied some of Megan's coding and files onto his own personal laptop. Like, he's sneaking them out of the office, which is presumably how Megan 2.0 is going to come around, because, spoiler alert, the dog is destroyed at the end of this movie. But we know someone has got the fucking coding information outside of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when they're like, shut it all down. Like, somebody's still got it on their personal stuff. But, yeah, Megan goes buckwild, and then she follows Gemma and Katie home mm-hmm. and they have like a last standoff in the like you know you thought you you wanted me to do the parenting duties and I was doing that for you I was the one taking care of her you were just working all the time you weren't doing anything why are you now against me like you whatever blah blah, blah. and it's like no you've just gone insane and oh it's just they have a bit of a fight and then it ends if you remember with, with another with robot. another robot oh it's so great like another <laughs> robot fighting Megan and like oh this is great one of Gemma's first like projects she did personal before yeah, she, she worked with this company or like something. to prove that she could do this stuff where she built her own robot and it has a name I can't remember, I can't remember the, name. the name but that's how she knows that Katie is going to like Megan because Katie likes this robot yeah and it's cool, like, cool, like, with the hands, like, you put the gloves on and the hands move mm-hmm. and the robot's hands move. And she's like, oh, that you'll maybe like our new project. And that's how they get to Megan. Yeah. Anyway. So that's the fight. The fight ends up between Megan and this old robot. And who has the gloves on? Is it the wee girl or is it, is it Gemma? It's the wee girl. Is it? Yeah, it's, so it's like, technically the because she says, you forget we have another member of the family. Uh-huh. And boom, the, the robot, like, comes <laughs> alive. And I'm like, yes! Like, oh my god, so good. It's called Bruce. Oh, Bruce, yes. <laughs> and yes, so get rid of Megan. Police arrives, like, again, what are you going to tell to all these police people? Because, I don't know, sorry, I invented this doll and went mental. So, yep. yes, and we see that... Like, like, I don't know, cause called Alexa, Google, or whatever. In this time, they have like an Alexa. They have their own the version of that. Yeah, so yeah. that version, I can't remember the name of that. We get the hint that Megan got into it and yeah. survived. Because it turns on way. itself at the end. Yes. And then, boom, we cut to black. So that's what I mean. So Megan 2.0, you've got that. Somehow she's imprinted herself in this home security system. Mm-hmm. Or this AI technology, like what an Alexa would be, or a Google Home, that sort of thing. She's managed to get herself into that. But also, somebody else also has the information on their, as yeah. I say, their personal laptop. And they've snuck it out of the company. Um, I think he's planning on going to work for a rival company or something. It's something to do with, like, oh, they're selling their toys cheaper than us. So, whatever. And that's how I assume Megan 2.0 is going to go around. So... I don't know what that means. Does that mean there's going to be two Megans? Who knows? But at the moment, we have one Megan. She slays. <laughs> Everybody loves her. She yes. kills dogs and children. <laughs> oh, 
And everybody loves her. And yeah. everybody just has her as like queen of the year. <laughs> queen of 2023. I know. And um, it, yeah, it's been a box office success. I absolutely loved it. It is... Same. I will just, definitely go again. It's, yeah, we said that to people like yeah. people messaging us like, is it scary? And you're like, not particularly. It's quite funny at times. It's a bit wild. Let's go. I'll it's go with good you. <laughs> fun. Like it's it's not going to keep you up at night unless you have a robot doll in your house, in which case be very worried. But um, if you don't, I mean, we should still be worried. Like Google Home and your phone and stuff, they clearly do listen to you, which is not great. Oh, and our definitely. phones listen to us. Yes. So what I'm saying is they already know either that we're for them or that we're against them. So when they finally take over, the decision's already been made. So Megan might already be coming for well, you and you fine. can't stop we're me. We're fine, Callum, because we love Megan. So, and it's here in this podcast, so there's no problem. I don't know what you're worried about. We love her. We love you. If Megan is listening, I hope she enjoyed the episode. Well, she already knows that we love her. That we do. <laughs> Chucky, uh, I love you too. <laughs> hopefully everybody else loved the episode because I don't know how coherently we went through it. Has it been a few weeks since we saw it? But if you haven't seen this movie, go and watch it. We it's just really, spoiled really it all for you and we spoiled the fact that kids and dogs die, um, which <gasps> is good. the most traumatic things that but happen in this fun. movie. But it's fun. Go... For a date Weirdly, night. it is fun. Like Go for a date night. Go watch the movie, then go f- have a pizza and a couple of drinks. It's like, have a fun night. That is our advice to you. Our next episode will be on Frankenstein. Oh. So back to the Universal Monsters, back to the classics, mm-hmm. which will be middle of February. Oh, by the way, update on that. You want the, the bottle of the get my the missing I got DVD. the missing disc yes yeah I won that battle and then I lost a different battle oh which battle the credit card oh <laughs> I'm currently in the process of fighting that battle <laughs> I know we, we finished one getting the new one we love those love things. battles we love drama <laughs> anyway gracias por escucharnos y hasta la próxima